Welcome to Perfecting the Formula. My name is Mahesh. And this is Juan. And welcome to the Hong Kong pre-race chat. It looks like we have an interesting E-Pre ahead of us. Uh, it's a very interesting one coming up. Um, it's going to be great. Maybe we'll see our first repeat winner of the season. Uh, hopefully we'll see what happens, but I like uh, that we're pretty much on our toes this whole season so far. Yeah, I mean, it keeps it interesting, keeps it lively, and uh, makes uh, every race a spectacle to behold. Yeah, but before we get into the wonderful weekend, we have some interesting news that we came across. So That Juan came across. I'm here for the spot reactions. Yes. So your favorite person, or more like favorite team, uh, Mahindra is actually looking into um, new battery design for the next generation once McLaren's um, contract's over. That's interesting, but they're not... They're, right now, they're a customer team, so that's delving into unknown areas. I'm surprised they have the money, honestly. To me, that's always the big holdup with smaller teams developing their own battery supply. But, I mean, I mean I'm really interested to see them produce their own battery supply. What would be interesting to me is, are they going to use that to generate money and sell it to other teams, or are you going to keep it for yourself to have a competitive advantage? We'll see what happens. Maybe they're trying to expand their actual company behind. I mean, Mahindra is a pretty big company in India, so maybe they're just trying to... I mean, we have all obviously seen all these countries realizing that, you know, uh, electric, electric cars are the way to go. So maybe they're just trying to, looking at this from the consumer side and applying it to their racing. Um, but, you know, I that's actually an interesting development. I hope more teams catch on to that. I would really love to see more diversification in battery technologies in Formula E. I think that's the next step. At the same time, semi-Formula 1 rant on here is that I don't want suddenly like huge spending differences so that we have elite racing and then like Formula 1 and Formula 1B, as we like to call it. I don't want to see that in Formula E. Don't you fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was on the road this after, this morning. I was thinking about the cookie-cutter argument, but I thought of a better analogy, actually, on you know how to, people complain about being cookie-cutter, but, you know, you could have the outline of the cookie, but how you design your cookie or how you give those extra grooves in the cookie gives it more character. Yeah, I mean, like, exactly. I mean, so I mean, you can have the same, you can have a round cookie, but is it a snickerdoodle? Is it a chocolate chip? Is it oatmeal raisin? It all can be dramatically different. Chocolate chip. Chocolate chip is the correct answer. <laughs> For all of the SMU listeners out there, think of umph when you think of chocolate chip. <laughs> all right. On other news... Um, so your favorite team is actually not so favorite team gave a uh, livery or not much of a livery, but a glimpse of what they could give into Formula E Mercedes. I didn't want to say their name out loud. You know, I believe it. the team that shall not be named. <laughs> I mean, I hope that they're good in Formula E. Honestly, Formula E no, needs more big manufacturers. Wait, uh, swivel the computer. I want to see the livery. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, wow, wow. Okay, so... All right, so it's basically their Formula One livery with black, I guess. No, it's pretty much the HWA, which... It is the HWA. It is. I mean, Mercedes clearly doesn't have a whole lot of originality with their... Mercedes, actually, I don't think has ever shown a whole lot of originality with their um, liveries, because when they were with McLaren for that stint, they were the same year after year. When they became a team, they've been the same year after year. At least McLaren showed some originality. I mean, Ferrari can't show originality because if you changed it from red, um, I'm pretty sure... All the Italians will be up in arms. Oh, my God. I think the country would go into civil war. 
I mean, it would it would end the nation. But um, actually, I would like to see a green Ferrari, the Italian green, or at least covered in. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Um, uh, Juan wants uh, anarchy in, Ita- in Italy. Uh, <laughs> you heard that on this episode first. So when it happens, you know who to blame. Just let him record his episodes from jail. I still need him. <laughs> All right. And that's kind of interesting that, you know, other companies are looking into coming in. You know, some are already given a, this is how we might look like when we're coming in. Or you got Porsche, on the other hand, who actually just did They're, they're committed, aren't they? Who? Formula, or, or Porsche's committed to Formula E, aren't they? Yeah, so they already got their, they tested a vehicle for their 2019-2020 season. Red Bull, are you listening? It's time for you to join the pack follow us i mean they're in a lot of different racing series i think red bull is one of the most diverse racing series uh, that's for a non-manufacturer so i mean they're they're in i think they're in world endurance aren't they um pretty much they're in nascar Um, red bull is one of those companies that they have a of the if there's competition and they have a pulse they're gonna get in there somehow Exactly. Like, I think Formula E's, if you're going to leave Formula One, which I understand the exact valid argument of why you want to leave Formula One, come over to Formula E. You have the money. <laughs> that reminds me of me my saw today. Uh, well, actually, it wasn't today. Uh, I had the sidetrack. Uh, Formula One is like the competition people think we want to see, and it has uh, Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel. And then the competition we actually want to see, and it's... Um, Rich Energy versus Red Bull. Oh, my God. That would be hilarious. All right, what are the news articles you got for me, Juan? But, yeah, uh, Porsche just recently tested with uh, Neil Jani um, on pretty much on a maiden run, trying to see how their vehicle runs for... I imagine, well, like, they've dominated so many other racing series. I'm sure they'll come in and dominate, though we were saying that about BMW, and, uh, well, uh, accidents speak for themselves, I guess. Sometimes, well, at least in this series, they should be a little more better compared to the Honda McLaren project part 2.0. But I just think that more manufacturers are going to be beneficial. I think Porsche is going to do a good job. I just hope that Formula E continues to be a little cookie cutter or impose spending limits because when you have these big manufacturers with such a racing pedigree, there's a real potential for them to run away from the rest of the pact. Pack, not packed. I can English. <laughs> what is English? Uh, senor, no puedo hablar inglés. <laughs> I'm like, after a three-hour night class, though, you're just like, what is English? <laughs> uh, those three hours, I don't miss those. Next semester, that's all my life. You're graduate ass. All right. <laughs> no, gr- next semester, they're oh, yeah, Have fun at Masters. All right, we got any other interesting news stories, Juan? Um, so another uh, track is coming about, um, the London track. Yeah, it's coming back. I saw that. I mean, I'm a huge fan. I think London is a city that's prime... That is, that I feel like when the city planners were designing it, they had him like, oh, dearie me, we must design a way for the rich folk to have entertainment. We shall design it in a manner where in the future they can have motorized vehicles. And I think that that, I think it's a really good city for a street circuit. I think that they're well equipped for having a lot of spectators there. I mean, it's just going to grow the sport to have them back in London. I don't know why they left in the first place. Um, I'm sure it was something to do with money. But uh, it's always something about money. It always is money. But I'm happy it's back again. I hope they start considering making the season longer. Um, that'll obviously destroy our recording schedule. But um, rip April, May, rip May, like just in general, June is going to be even worse. But um, no, I think it's going to be really good to have London back on. Uh, 
please consider more circuits than New York in the U.S. Uh, so, actually, I was looking at their, before we run off into other circuits they should have or cities they should build in, um, the London circuit is actually designed in such a way that it's taking part of inside another building. So, it's outside and inside. So, talk about race strategy big time there. Man, track temps are going to be really different. Oh, wow. That's interesting because... So why this is for those of you that are less like uh, less informed about how it should affect track temps. So basically what the issue is, is that your outdoor sections will either have significantly colder, or significantly hotter. Knowing England in the summer, it should be decently warm track temps outside if it isn't raining, which is a definite possibility. But if it is raining, that's even more interesting because you're going to have one track temp. Let's say it's sunny. You're going to have a warm track temp outside. That's more grip higher tire degradation but then you're gonna have cold track temps once you enter inside which means you have way less grip so you have to judge the corners completely differently which is ridiculous however if there's rain you're gonna be going from wet to dry and dry to wet it'll be like monaco in the rain because they have the tunnel section Mm -hmm. but that's gonna but that's just one tunnel and it's one long curve this has legitimate turns in it in the indoor section which is gonna Oh, this is going to be interesting is all I'm going to say. Somebody get the engineers on the line. They're going to go have a field day with this. Uh, um, but so uh, as FE expands, uh, what other cities do you think you would like to see them expand to? I mean, I'm happy that Rome's there. That's a good one. I would say, ooh, that's a tough one. I would love to see a Detroit one. Uh, I mean, they'd have to pave over a lot of the roads. But uh, Detroit would be interesting. I think we could bring Make some sure lightning. locks out. Yeah, Los Angeles. Oh, my God. Bring back the L.A. street circuit. I'd be a huge fan of the L.A. street circuit. Do not do Miami because apparently no one can design a track worthwhile in Miami. Um, actually, no. Actually, I take that back. That Formula One track they designed for Miami might actually be really interesting for Formula E. So those are a couple of the cities. It needs a little more... For the F1 track, it had a lot of straightaways, so I think it has to Well, it had two big straightaways, but, I mean, it had a lot of good right-hander. I mean, it just reminds me of some tracks that we've seen in Formula E. It reminds me a little bit of the New York track. I don't think it'd be a huge difference. No, but I think Formula E and um, Miami would be interesting. Um, As I always want everybody to come to Dallas, please. (laughs) Oh, my God. And he hits another pothole and another pothole and another pothole. And he's slipping end over end. And that's the end of the race. Thank you very much. Yeah, actually, my car got shook so much within since I moved to Dallas. Uh, My heat shield for my exhaust shifted and it's been rattling. And today I finally took it out just because the holes that were meant for the screws actually elongated in such a way that you can't even put sound, it back up. That sounds like Dallas. We have to get wheel alignments as regularly as oil changes here. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. All right. So another note, um, actually moving forward to Hong Kong, finally. This is the 50th e I expect to see some fanfare, some excitement, but, you know, it's good to hit that 50 mark. I mean, Formula One's about to hit its 500 mark, but I mean... Yeah. <laughs> But Formula E already hitting its 50. I mean, 10th of the way to Formula 1. I mean, this is awesome. I mean, I think it's a huge milestone for the sport. It's showing some level of maturity, yet ha- maintaining its fun and youthful self. I mean, we've had 50 e and it feels like we've still only had five because all the excitement, the young, like, it still feels young, youthful. It's got all that energy in it. <laughs> no pun intended. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, really exciting that they're already at 50, yet we still love it as a new sport. And so on that note, we're going to take a quick break 
and then uh, we'll come back with our bold predictions. And welcome back to Perfecting the Formula. We're having our Hong Kong uh, EPRI pre-race chat. And so it's time for everyone's favorite segment, uh, our bold predictions. And uh, so let's go ahead and as all, I don't know if this is as always, but I'm going to say as always, as if we know what we're doing. As always, we're going to go ahead and start with who we think uh, driver of the day is going to be. Uh, driver of the day. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm focused on Mahindra with Pascal Verline so much now. <laughs> but we'll see if they throw any red flags. If not, hopefully power management is actually a good thing on him. Maybe. Question so you're going mark. with Pascal? Yes. Ooh, my money is on Jerome D'Ambrosio. You know, he's still up there for the championship. I think he's not great at qualifying, so he's going to start near the back, but he's going to push through the field and going to be the driver of the day, in my opinion. I think you can always count on D'Ambrosio as a solid bet for driver of the day. All right, so that's the easy one out of the way. Now it starts to get harder. Podium prediction. Podium. Actually, you know, as I said, uh, Lucas Degrassi always finds a way through after the few uh, few few races. So I have a feeling of Pascal Verline without any stop-go penalties this time, or he didn't stop on that chicane that he cut, but hey. Um, oh, my God. Like, that's not a complicated... Formula E actually has this right. Like, quick sidetrack. Formula E actually has this right compared to Formula 1. You have a very clear rule for cutting a chicane. Just come to a complete stop. So it's not that hard to follow, Pascal. Um... So, where was I? This is what I do to Juan. I throw him off his game. <laughs> no, so, yeah. Um, Lucas Degrassi um, and Pascal Verline, I'm for sure going to, well, I think for sure they're going to be on the podium. The third one, oh, there's so many. But I'm thinking, you know, one of the uh, Sam Birds, one of the BMW boys are actually going to do something right this time. Unless they hit each other, then... So not Sam Bird, because he's not a BMW boy. Wait, uh, did I mess up again? Yep. Yeah. I'd saucy different things. Antonio Felix da Costa. Or, um, okay. what's cool. his name? Phil Sims. Sims. You think Sims? Yeah. All right, mine is going to be, I think the BMWs are going to screw up again. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say Pascal Werlein will make it on, because he's been showing good pace, and he's Pascal Werlein. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to say Sam Bird. He's due. Uh, I'm going to say Sebastian Buemi. He's pissed that he fucked up when he could have won. So I'm going to say Sebastian Buemi is due. And uh, I'm going to put him on the podium as well. Oh. All right, Juan. We all know what time it is. It's time for us to look like damn fools. So what's the bold prediction? Uh, the bold prediction, not one, but two red flags. Two red flags. That is an interesting <laughs> bullpen. Who's going to screw up? Who are you counting on for the red flags? Uh, uh, Tachita, because they always tend to hit each other randomly, or one of them always gets pit maneuvered. As we have said, Tachita could win this entire thing, but they don't know how to not make mistakes. <laughs> and I don't know who it's gonna, the second one is going to be. Something involving the halo. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Halo saving someone's life. Wow, Juan here with the dark, the dark <laughs> predictions. Let's see. It's late. I'm, I need to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all need to go to sleep. All right, I'm going to go ahead and make a similar bold prediction, but on a different vein. I'm calling four safety cars. 
four safety cars. I'm going to go ahead and say one is going to be due to a BMW team. One is going to be due to a car stopping where it shouldn't due to an engine failure. Um, another is going to be due to track uh, damage that can be repaired without a red flag. And another one is going to be due to the Tachitas. Always those. But the main bull prediction I would like to point out is just the four safety cars. I'm not going for, I'm not including in there the uh, part about exactly what's going to cause the. Actually, I, I got decided to look up the weather and actually 60% chance of rain in Hong Kong. Oh, I'm, I'm so your red flags might actually be more right than my safety cars because they'll just red flag the race if it rains too much. I hope it's not red flag because of the rain too much. I just hope this is actually one of the first times that you and I could both be right. <laughs> the whole race being under some kind of flag. Oh my God. <laughs> like all you need is like a couple safety cars, then a red flag, another couple safety cars, and then a red flag. And we're there. We're both so, right. So are we going to have a um, Saudi Arabia 2.0? Oh my God. I mean, we'll find out. But yeah, this is interesting. Some interesting, bold predictions. Well, we uh, hope you enjoyed our uh, pre-race chat. Uh, As always, if you have any questions or you'd like to uh, get in touch with us, reach out on our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Thank you to Anchor for distributing us as a podcast. Thank you to all of you listeners who take the time to listen to us. And if you are very generous, you are able to donate to this podcast now on our website. We enabled that feature. We're fancy like that. Um, So thank you for listening. Uh, This has been another episode of Perfecting the Formula. Uh, I'm Mahesh. And this is Juan. And you'll see us again next time. Thank you.